Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, the finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Okay. Okay, you know what? What? It sounds fine to me. It is. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what the level is until a little later. (laughs) When I actually look at the waveform. My apologies to those listening live last night. You must have had to really uh, work at cranking those speakers up. I don't know what the heck happened to our levels. But uh, I believe we got it much louder tonight. But let's hope we're not too loud now. All right. Um, what are we talking about today? Okay, we're going to start the show with a psalm today for help, because we need help. Then the ups and downs for the week. Followed by Medical Madness. China is no one's friend. It's getting really dicey out there. Nobody's reporting on this. what's going on in the South China Sea, Brian. It really is. And I guess they're, the whole world is looking to us because of this election to see how the geopolitics is going to play out from now on. <clears throat> well, we, Tuesday's the big night. We'll see. Anyway, um, so and please do not watch election news before you go vote. Oh, and don't listen to the polls either. Well, forget the polls. Yeah, just go the, vote. Period. The, the polls mean nothing, people. They're going to call them early. They're going to try and tell you the turn around and go back. Your precinct is closed. Don't listen to them. Go vote. They lie every year. They play the same game every year. And it's going to be worse. It it's going to be worse this year. Don't Twice fall for worse. it this year. Okay, so China's no one's friend, the Fuzzy Muzzy Report, and we hate daylight savings time. We'll tell you why. La, 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 la. Right. We hate daylight savings time. La, 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 la. <laughs> You'll like the daylight savings time now, because you're going to get up an hour earlier. I still don't like it. It's unnecessary. Well, in our lives, definitely. Uh, I don't know. You know... Arizona seems to get by just fine without it. There's 13 more states that are going to do that. If we get to that part, that's that's one of the things that I did read. Ah. All right. Psalm 109 for defeating our enemies from Bible Gateway. God, I praise you. Do not be silent. Wicked people and liars have spoken against me. They have told lies about me. They have said hateful things about me and attack me for no reason. Lord my God, help me. Because you are loving, save me. 
Then they will know that your power has done this. They will know that you have done it, O Lord. They may curse me, but you bless me. They may attack me, but they will be disgraced. Then I, your servant, will be glad. Let those who accuse me be disgraced and covered with shame like a coat. I will thank you, Lord, very much. I will praise you in front of many people. You defend the helpless and save them from those who accuse them. Amen. Very apropos. Yes, for lots of people, like my friend Matt Heckman's going through just what that's describing. So are we. Yeah, he seems to be getting it a little worse. And he's really having a hard time. So this goes out to all of you who are being persecuted and um, being <laughs> lies being spread about you. Especially, Brian, you're right. There are so many people, including conservatives, they attack us all the time. Uh, yep. And spread lies about us. Yep. They're haters. No, we're haters. <laughs> They're haters. That's because they project their hatred onto us. <clears throat> All right. The ups and downs of the week. Up from the National Broadcasting of Communism News. In case of an election night doomsday... Preppers are running up sales of emergency survival food. They're afraid there's going to be widespread riots when Hitler steals the election. Well, and this is good for the people that provide the service. They're making money. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's they an up. <laughs> no, they don't mind. That's why I said it's an up, because at least one section of the so-called not-so-free market is getting somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, you know what they say, one man's treasure. While sales for long-term food typically see an increase around natural disasters and elections, this is more intense than what we saw in 2012, said Keith Bensimer. I met him on the internet. VP of Marketing for My Patriot Supply, a manufacturer and seller of survival food. During the previous election, his company saw sales double. This time, it's triple. You know what to invest in? We have everyone uh, we can on the phones, he said. We are overwhelmed. Purchases at other long-term food supply companies are up as well. Emergency Preparedness Online Store, the Epicenter, reports a 6% uptick in year-over-year sales. Another company, Legacy Foods predicts they will see one to two weeks spike in sales after the election. <clears throat> if Hitlery Rotten Clinton wins, said owner Phil Cox. The meals sold by the plastic bucket or tote bin are typically dehydrated or freeze-dried food in sealed military-grade Mylar packs. Menu items include pasta primavera, which I bet doesn't taste primavera, Hawaiian-style sweet and sour, cheesy broccoli and rice soup, orange energy drink mix, and chocolate pudding. They're sold in bundles based on how long they'll feed you. For $2,000 spent at Legacy Foods, you could eat three square meals a day for an entire year. <coughs> that's a savings of 1,000, that's uh, 1,080 servings. The Epicenter 
has a 14-day supply kit for $235. That's recently been selling really well, said owner Brian Nelson. The most popular entry-level seller at My Patriot Supply is a three-month supply for $497. It comes uh, in, uh, in, it comes, uh, in nondescript gray slimline totes designed to be easy to stack in the back of a closet or slip under your bed. Big-name retailers are in on the game. Costco sells a one-month supply of 390 servings in plastic gallon buckets for $114.99. Walmart has a bucket deal, too. What's feeding this new urgency? Survivalist consumers say they're preparing for post-election unrest that could involve everything from massive riots to power grid outages to the total collapse of the financial system where a can of food becomes currency. And it's not just guys digging a hole on their farm and filling it with MREs who are driving sales. Companies say, but school teachers, moms, and successful financial planners. Nor is it limited to just rural areas. Frederick Reddy, a 41-year-old urban prepper from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is stocking up on staples like rice and peanut butter and working on expanding his six-month supply of emergency food to two years. He has to use a pseudonym to protect his supply from any future hungry neighbors, he told the National Broadcasting of Communist News. Reddy predicts a Trump win that has the urban poor revolting across the nation and the imposition of martial law to quell riots and the burning of businesses. But he's also getting ready for the possibility of a Clinton victory that he says could lead to conflict with Russia at World War III in 2017. Either way, Freddie's ready, with both supplies and a word of advice. A little rhyming, too. At minimum, stock up your cabinets as if you knew a hurricane was coming, he said. It'll be like a hurricane that could touch every city in America. The companies take pains to point out that they sell food not just for the collapse of civilization, but also for camping, outdoor recreation, and national disaster preparedness like Ebola or volcanoes. Their customers are careful, self-sufficient, and pragmatic types. They say students of history who know things like stock market bubbles and crashes go in cycles and are taking small, meaningful steps to reassert control over a toxic election. They're always thinking ahead. Cans of food that last 25 years are better than money in the banks, said Nelson. If you think the value of money is going to go down, then you could convert dollars into something tangible that you can use later for either eating or barter. Bensimer said that his customers don't necessarily fear a specific election outcome, but change itself. You hear them saying, no matter who wins, I know I could take a positive step myself and secure what's important, he said. They're securing their food supply. Now, if you're going to do prepping, my advice is do not let anybody know that you're prepping because they won't be prepping but if something happens they won't come knocking on your door expecting you to feed them and you don't 
Well, I'd be having a, a supply for the whole apartment building, right? Or the whole neighborhood, whichever the case may be. So that's why he uses a pseudonym. So keep it on the down low. Yeah, don't be showing off your firearms anymore either. Because you don't want anyone to know in case the law changes and they start coming after guns. You don't want them ratting you out. And yes, you know, uh, if Hitler, if they successfully steal this election, and that's the only way Hitler can win. If they, if they steal this election, there is going to be riots. There's going to be unrest. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. If Trump wins, there might be the same. Because illegal aliens might hit the street and start rioting because they don't like the fact that they're going to get deported. All kinds of things can happen after the after this election, not to mention the damage that Obamanus is going to do to this country on the way out the door. You've seen nothing yet. It's going to be bad. And no, nobody's there to stop him. So yeah, no matter which way this election goes, you might want to stock up on some MREs. Well, you can get the good stuff. I just use the term MRE generically. <clears throat> Alright, down. Now, a fiochromocytoma. <clears throat> From the Sun Herald. A priest has no duty to report confidential information heard during a sacramental confession. The Louisiana Supreme Court ruled Friday. Uh, wasn't this set, settled like a century ago? In a bid to clear up what it called the widespread confusion caused by its decision two years ago in a long-running case involving the Roman Catholic Diocese of Baton Rouge. The diocese had warned after the 2014 ruling that the sanctity of the confessional was under attack by the ruling the church said might force a priest to, to reveal in court what was privately told to him. The case involves a young woman who claims she told a Bot Rouge area Catholic priest that a longtime church parishioner was sexually abusing her when she was 14, but the priest did nothing to stop or report the alleged abuse. In 2014 ruling, in the case that resuscitated Rebecca Mayu's lawsuit against the Baton Rouge Diocese and Reverend Jeff Bahey, the state Supreme Court said a dispute remained concerning whether the communications between the child and the priest were confessions, per se, and whether the priest obtained knowledge outside the confessional that would trigger his duty to report sexual abuse allegations. The Supreme Court on Friday conceded that it never conclusively determined whether a priest in administering sacramental confession is a mandatory reporter of child abuse under provisions of the Louisiana Children's Code. Such a determination would make priests subject to the mandatory duty to report under the code. Any communication made to a priest privately in the sacrament of confession for the purpose of confession, repentance, and absolution is a confidential communication, and the priest is exempt from mandatory reporter status, the High Court decreed Friday. Uh, You know, if there is supposed to be any kind of separation in church and state, it's supposed to be the state staying out of the church. 
and it, this is the state in, in the church notice. If the priest, if their religion said that the priest can't reveal what's in the told him in confessional, and the priest is not going to do it, and that's the end of it. Now the court could throw him in jail, do whatever the heck they want about it, but that's the religion. That's the Catholic religion. They're following their faith, and they're not supposed to tell about anything. They hear even if the guy confessed to murder, they're not allowed to say anything. And that's been done and done and done, believe me. For the first thing, you know the mob goes to Catholic Church, right? Right. You know they go to confession, right? right. Oh, yeah, they're real devout Catholics. Oh, they confess, so they don't want to go to hell for killing people. When they whack somebody, they go to the confessional and say, <laughs> yeah, they will. Oh, I'm so sorry I whacked somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. yeah, they will. The other thing with this, Brian, is we're back to we're back to King George III. Or way before that, we're back to religious persecution. Yeah, and we're back to the courts now being uh, rulers, now being monarchs themselves, where they decide our fate based on whatever they feel like basing it on. This is the exact reason why all of the colonists fled Europe. Well, this isn't the exact reason. It was religious persecution, mostly, but there were other things. They had no liberty there. Uh, they came here, they had absolute liberty, so... You know, they got they fell in love with it, and they wanted to keep it. Right, and people don't no, nobody knows our history. Um, the Massachusetts Bay Colony, the Indian, the, the these companies, companies, not colonies, companies, uh, they needed people to colonize where we are. Yeah, that's why people were given land grants. Yep. It was very contentious, too, back then with the land grants, because even like with uh, Pennsylvania and Delaware, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and New York were always, and New Jersey, were always fighting amongst each other for land grants. That's how New Jersey for happened. Land, for the land, land Yeah, that's how New Jersey happened. It broke away from New York. Yeah, I know. That's why it's a pale resemblance of New York. They did. It was, it was originally part of New York, and so was Delaware. New York is can't stand people from New Jersey. <laughs> And vice versa. But look at what they're doing. They're telling the priest, they're giving him permission to do, to to be their religion. Not, no, they're giving him permission not to be behind bars. That's all they're giving him permission to do. This is, is this outrageous? Nobody's talking about this because of the stupid election. This is outrageous. How many other states this is happening in? If, you know, if the priest is a real deal priest, no matter what you do to him, he's not going to break the confessional. It's a mortal sin for him to do so. Yeah, but in so the, it saved him from prison because he wasn't going to tell him anyway. If if he was a good priest, he'd, he'd just go to jail. The fact that we're even discussing this in this country is outrageous. There is a war in Christianity in this country. Well, I know. I have, I do a segment on it. Susan, I've been doing. I have a whole category for it on my blog, and that started like fifteen years ago. I'm gonna be patting yourself on the back now. Hey. <laughs> No, but this is, I'm sorry, this is completely outrageous. Yes, it is. It's completely outrageous that they that there can't be God in the courtroom. It's completely outrageous that they've removed God from the government. Again, if you take God out of the government and you put secularists like you do up there into government, you no longer have godly people making decisions, tough moral decisions. Now you have people that, well, they don't care. They, they're in for the corruption. They're taking the bribes. They're making the deals, they're doing the deeds, because they're, they're immoral. They don't have a moral structure of what God gives. 
God-fearing people are the only ones that can properly be in government without being totally corrupted. And they knew that. Somehow we let atheists tell us it's the opposite and just sit back and think for a minute. I know this goes against everything you've been taught, but think about it. Do you want people up there that don't believe in God and don't believe in right and wrong? Or do you want people up there that are God-fearing men and women and have a good moral foundation in Christianity and Judeo-Christian religions, philosophy? There was God everywhere at the beginning, and we were prosperous, we were happy, we were free, we had liberty. Everybody tells me how the churches are going to steal, they take away our liberty. No, they don't. The government takes away your liberty, the church hasn't taken away anything. First of all, the church can't really take anything away from you because they don't have the power to do that. Just because they tell you not to do something because it's a sin, that is not the same thing as the government literally removing your liberty. And yes... You you have no idea how many how much liberty you have lost because you were born into it, and it's been getting worse every single day since then. And the more God is taken out of our culture, the more God has left our country. When God leaves the country, bad things happen, evil prospers, and goodness suffers, and that's where we are. Till we bring God back to this country, we will continue to suffer. You know, the other and thing, I'm not a Bible-thumping, religious no, kind of guy. You're an interfaith minister, in case well, yeah. people are just tuning in that don't know who we are, <laughs> besides being Interfaith meaning interdenominational. Right. I don't, I don't do pagan rituals. That'd be, a, that'd be a sin, so I don't do that. And Islam's a cult. It's not a religion. Um, no, it's more than a cult, too. I wish it was just a cult. Well, and a lot of our problems, like we've said before on this show, would go away if we would just recognize that Islam is not a religion. Well, that would be some of them. No, we got to realize that the government can't do whatever it wants. The government gets its power from us. And the only power we gave it is written in that constitution. And if it's not written in there, they don't have the power. It isn't the other way around. If it doesn't say they can't do it, they can do it. No, that's not how the Constitution is written. Do you have any idea how long that document would be to try to attempt to think of all the different scenarios of things that could happen and put it in there to make sure that you, you didn't do it? That, they're not idiots. <laughs> they didn't put it all in there because it's not, it's not required. This is all you're allowed to do. Got it? Oh, and by the way, uh, this article on Section 9, all the things you did bad, don't do them again. That's the Constitution. And no, the Bill of Rights does not grant us anything. We ratified the Bill of Rights as extra protection for our our inalienable rights that we get from our Creator. We We do not get our rights from the government. We do not get our rights from the Constitution. Another reason why I thought the Bill of Rights was a bad addition to the Constitution. There's numerous reasons. One are, I give you the textualists, they've totally screwed up the Bill of Rights now, haven't they? I don't even understand why this was an issue. And I'm not watching, and I advise you don't watch the results on election night. Don't encourage the news media to call elections early. Just watch at the bottom, if, if you are looking at it, watch at the bottom of how many precincts have reported in. Well, you know what the idea is. And when like, it's 1% and they're calling the dang thing, uh, don't you think that's a little early? 
You know what? I do like that the conservative talk show hosts that I've been listening to this week, they're all saying that October 9th, uh, November 9th is when you, you should pay attention. November 9th, not the 8th, the but 9th. Wednesday is when I'm going to check to see who was. That's what they're telling all of their listeners. Because really, all the votes won't even be counted by Wednesday. It takes a, it takes more. You, when they're calling it, they're still counting votes. They haven't finished. They shouldn't call it to 100% of the votes are counted. 100%. Don't listen to them. You, they'll drive you crazy on uh, Tuesday night. I'll tell you, you lose your mind. Don't do it. I, I advise you not to do it. I advise my, one of my best friends today not to do it, and he's going to do it anyway. Uh, if And if Trump... I said, you won't know Tuesday night. I'm telling you right now. With all this fraud, unless Trump just is like an overwhelming winner, you're not going to know. Because there's going to be... Well, it's going to be like the 2000 election in Florida. There's going to be all this contention, checking of votes, recounting, blah, 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 blah. This this might go on for weeks. But a regular election, you shouldn't look till Wednesday. Because that's when hopefully all the votes are counted by Wednesday. Or at least the overwhelming majority of them, at least. But Tuesday evening, thats they're not going to have any of the votes counted by Tuesday evening. That I mean, the overwhelming majority, they're just going to be guessing based on numbers, turnout, blah, blah, like they always do. And the TV. And exit polls, and which TV. have always been wrong. And TV. Lately. Huh? And TV? Yeah, because Fox all calls all the polls. I'm calling this precinct, what Fox says. I'm calling I know, that's why I say don't do it. All the news agencies do it. Don't watch. All right. Anyway, don't forget to set your clock back tonight. Yes, it's fallback. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. Sam Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now so if your right now list includes a new building call the right now company general steel 800-917-8251 800-917-8251 that's 800-917-8251 if you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen carefully to this urgent alert Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, Ed, welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Our half of one. You know, before we go on, because you were talking about the elections and the next article is about that, um, it's a convenient how these progs will say separation of church and state till they want to go after the church. Because it, that means you got to keep God out of the government completely, out of all governments and public spaces. That's That's the goal of the atheists, to totally remove God from the public square and... They have almost completely succeeded, and I suggest you turn this around because this country will turn around if the Christians in this country start praying for it and working for it to turn around. 
Social justice will not turn it around. That's heading in the wrong direction. We need to get God back in the public square. Heck, hand out pamphlets on a street corner if you want to. God is good. God is great. Here you go. That's hate speech, Brian. No. Uh, any Anything that... Any b- angry retort to that is hate speech. But we don't have hate speech laws here. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll never be that stupid. There's no such thing as hate crimes. All crimes are hateful. But it is it is illegal to give one person a different sentence than another for doing the exact same crime based on their skin color. And that's what hate crime laws do. If you're white and you kill a black guy, you get an extra 10 years for hate crime. Well, what about the black guy kills a white guy? He, is, he gets just... 10 years less. You, you don't think there's anything wrong with that. Funny note, they have a funny notion of justice. Up, down. From Philly Voice. Election officials in suburban Philadelphia rejected about three quarters of the thousands of last minute voter registration applications gathered by a grassroots organization under state police investigation for possible fraud, saying most were error-ridden. I'm shocked they did this. They, I really am. They've, I, they've arrested two people that I know of for voter fraud already. I told you that. And then I just heard from Paul that these, these dem operatives, lefties, were going around knocking on everybody's door collecting their absentee ballots, which Paul also does absentee balloting because he likes to get it out of the way and he doesn't, he won't use machines. So he, he, he's in town and he, he still does it by absentee ballot. But yeah, they, and then they found that they were destroying the ones that voted for Trump. The other ones that were arrested, they were, they had blank things to put in the envelopes. So basically, they took they they changed the vote to to Hitlery. This is what's going on now. If one that the two I think was in Iowa, maybe Florida. Now this is he's in uh, Arizona. Arizona. This must be widespread. This must be going on widespread. Do not give your don't be so lazy. You'll give your ballot to someone that knocks on your door. For goodness sakes, go mail it. Do not stick it in your po- in your mailbox with the flag up either, because criminals like that know what that means around election time. That go and steal your mail, drop it off in a box, or at the post office itself, or physically give it to the mail carrier. Don't give it to anybody who says we're here. Uh, we have a program where we're just helping everybody vote, or we're getting a vote out. And if you have any absentee ballots, you'd like us to. You can give it to us, and we'll make sure it gets counted. But that's not what they're doing. See how, see what good liars they are on the left? They just lie right to old people's face. Don't worry, we're just going to steal your vote, you old hag. Anyone that votes for Trump is a moron anyway. Anyone that votes for Clinton has something wrong, seriously wrong with them in their head. Uh, if you're listening, it ain't likely you're listening to my show if you're voting for Hitler. 
because you'd be a Kool-Aid drinking left-wing lunatic. Prague. We don't say left-wing. Left-wing liberal progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, status bastards. There you go. If I left anybody out, consider yourself included. Where was I? Anyway, fraud. That's where I was. Delaware County officials at a hearing Friday said about 3,400 applications gathered by the Democrat firm Fieldworks LLC were duplicates or had invalid addresses or other errors. The county determined voters... By the way, this is all Acorn. They split up and they have a whole bunch of different names across the country now. It's still the same people. It's Acorn. The county determined voters named on another 1,160 valid applications could submit provisional ballots Tuesday, even though their applications arrived at the county after Pennsylvania's October 11th deadline to register for the election. Election officials must confirm voters who cast provisional ballots are eligible to vote before their ballots can be counted. Oh no, are you going to require a picture ID? It's not a perfect remedy, but it's a practical remedy, Delaware County Solicitor Frank Catania said. See, here they, here we just have to have our ballots in the day before the election. But I think this is, this was specifically registration. It is registration. Then I must be right. The Fieldworks applications were sent to the Pennsylvania Department of State which forwarded them to Delaware County several days past the October 11th deadline, prompting county officials to question whether Fieldworks submitted them on time. Jessica Mathis, chief of the Department of State's Voter Registration Division, testified by phone Friday the applications were received by the deadline, but said the state didn't keep the postmarks. State officials had urged the county to accept the applications. The Washington, D.C.-based Fieldworks was has worked with Democrat and liberal groups around the country. Court documents show state police have searched the company's Delaware County and Philadelphia offices for evidence of voter registration fraud. A former canvasser with the group, Ruthann Alexander, told the Philadelphia Inquirer her managers had given her a goal of 18 new voters each day. The West Philadelphia resident said she was fired after failing to meet the goal and questions other canvassers' registration methods. Pennsylvania law prohibits companies from paying canvassers based on registration quotas. Fieldwork said earlier in the week it has zero tolerance for fraud and pledged to work with authorities. Records show Democrats have been more successful than Republicans in registering voters in Delaware County this election cycle. Democrats have expanded their registration edge to nearly 18,000 in the county of 413,000 voters. Attorneys for the county, Republican and Democrat parties, you mean the Republicrat party, and the Pennsylvania American Civil Communist Liberation Union spoke before the panel Friday. Mary Catherine Roper, the Pennsylvania ACLU's deputy legal director, said the voters whose Fieldworks registrations were found to be valid would have their right to vote burdened if they were forced to cast provisional ballots. But election officials said their decision would allow good faith registrants to vote. Mike, I 
that there's nothing wrong with provisional ballots. See, they're trying to steal the election. You know what else they're not talking about? And they usually talk every time there's a vote. What about our overseas? What about our servicemen and women? Service. Well, it, yeah, they, they're not. The Democrats are trying not to make that a thing because it goes against them. Well, and the progs in the People news get aren't pissed either. when you start saying you're not going to count votes from veterans because it came without a postmark or it came two days late through the well, not, military mail system. Well, not veterans, uh, active service. I mean, service. active service yeah, members. Yeah, active service members. Uh, yeah, but they go through the military mail. It's not their fault if it doesn't get there on time or that they don't postmark it. They have no control over that. Those are the games the Democrats play every election to try and get our soldiers' votes thrown away. Because overwhelmingly they vote Republican. Because overwhelmingly they're conservative. But that's got to change. With all the homos in there now. Yeah, but for this election, they're never going to vote in Hillary. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I mean, it, he, ha- he hasn't no, had enough time. They, they hate Obama, what Obama's done to them in the military. They hate. There's no way. They know she's an extension of Obama. They're not going to vote for her. You know, and he hasn't, unfortunately, we did give him eight years but he didn't have enough time to completely destroy the military. Oh, I don't know about that. I think sending out the word to transgenders, volunteer and we'll pay for your surgery, is going to end the military. Those surgeries cost like over $100,000. Plus they have to be on hormones for the rest of their lives, which we will pay for. And plus, they're not going to be able to to serve in the military for months. Oh, for yeah, a long time. Because oh, they you know they have to go through psychological first. They have to go through psychological counseling. Then they ha- then comes the then comes the surgery. Then comes the post surgery uh, counseling, and then the reintroduction into regular life. Their 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 service time might be up by the time they get done. And we'll be paying them at the same time. Right. It, it, and these are going to be people that couldn't afford the insurance, this sex change for themselves. And now they're taking your money and giving them a sex change with it. You know, this is just to keep on this subject for a little while. They're doing this to these deviants. Meanwhile, my girlfriend, Deb, that we do the Women of the Revolution show on TalkShoe.com. We're going to be doing it tomorrow night. Her daughter has two young children that are special needs, okay? Her husband, who is a veteran, he's re- he, he served for like 20 years, just had surgery. We're going to pay for these pieces of weirdos. Pieces of weirdos? Pieces of weirdos. But they're, only, she can't, they're only pieces of weirdos? They're not really weirdos? She can't even get help for her family, and she is active duty. The light's just flickering. And they're sending her over to Egypt. Well, look what they did to me, Susan. I know. Which we will be talking on the show next week. Yep. But not right now. Uh, I'll be talking what the Veteran Administration has just done to us. And on top, but on on top of that, we're giving free surgeries to these freaks. Oh yeah. So what kind of a world do we have right now? But but they can't afford my treatment. Right. Inside out, upside down world. Sort of like what they want to do to those uh, sex change people want to do. They want to turn it inside out and upside down, right? Yep. Hmm. <laughs> you got to laugh, folks, because you're just going to cry. 
Michael Power, an attorney representing the Delaware County Democrat Party, urged the panel, please allow the, all the people registered by Fieldworks to vote. Why would we do that? You're a demon. You're it just it tells you right there. You're the Democrat Party. You're urging them, and it's a Democrat network that's doing it. Of course, they're urging you allow all the people that feel worse to vote. Yeah, except that all that feel like that they didn't register them properly. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that, and everybody knows that no Republican got registered. Right? They they throw those away. I don't know why you even bother writing them out. I think it's important that when you're talking about voter registration and voting rights in general, that every single presumption, every inference has to be made in support of the voter and the right to vote and the right to register, he said. No. You have to make every attempt to make sure that it's a valid registration and the person is eligible to vote. That's what's important. And again, Democrat lawyers turning it inside out, upside down. They had all year to register. As a matter of fact, they had four years to register. I have no sympathy for people that registered last minute and it gets messed up. Things get messed up when you do them last minute. I keep trying to explain that to people in my own house, but I don't get anywhere. Andy Riley, chairman of the Delaware County Republican Party, the other half of the Republicrats, said he had wanted all of the Fieldworks applications held until next election, but understood the panel's decision. And again, circus and bread, because the Republicans and the Democrats, they want the same thing. All circus and bread, ladies and gentlemen. If you voted Trump, he's going to expose the circus to you. You'll see it. Another reason to vote for Trump. The most important one, of course, is the Supreme Court justice. We know his Supreme Court picks, and it's a closed list. So, and we know Hitler's, and it's and that will be bad. So, vote for Trump, please. Johnson doesn't stand a chance, and the woman from the Constitution Party is a joke. Oh, do you remember, before we move on, because I do have to push a button, do you remember the guy that came here from that weird party and he was campaigning here in Montana? It was on our local news? No. He was from the American Party or something like that? His name was like, he had a Spanish name? I don't know. Okay, because actually Dana Lash said his name and who he was, and I'm like, really? He actually got on the news? (laughs) Because he's on our local news because he was here in Montana. I didn't know he was on national news. It's just another person wasting their time. She's like, what, has he got like one vote? <laughs> uh, you know, all these par- third parties that they that don't even exist until a presidential election is a joke. You don't start out with the president of the United States when you're no- an unknown party. You first have to be in, in local. You be involved in local elections and local offices. That's how you get accepted as a political party. People go, oh, yeah, we got plenty of libertarians in the House and the Senate here. Uh, so then maybe they'll think about putting you up in the national government in the House or the Senate, not the presidency. Then after you get it up in the House and the Senate, then you can run a candidate for presidency because you've, you've put in the time and the work to do it. 
showing up on election day saying, vote for me, is a complete waste of everybody's time. So stop doing it. You want to be taken serious? Act like a real political party and not one that just wants to get presidents elected. People aren't going to vote for them, so it's a waste of time and a waste of votes that could have went to somebody else. No, I'm sorry. I've interviewed a lot of third-party candidates, and I know from what I speak, it is not going to happen. Not in my lifetime. Not the way they're acting. Again, you're not going to get involved in local politics, but you're going to jump into the presidency? Uh, No. Sorry. We're not voting for you. We need to take you seriously. Show us numbers in the House and the Senate of the national government, and then we'll take you seriously. Until then... And you got a long way to go. Forget about it. To put a little New York into it. Forget about it. Shall I push the button? Push the button. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. And what would you do for Obamacare? Huh? Yes, you. Would you talk your mother into taking these federally subsidized pills in place of her upcoming bypass surgery? Sure. Hey, Ma, I got great news. You don't got to go to the hospital after all. Just take these here pills and you'll be better in no time. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Eh, beats me. Would you leave your children hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? Yeah, why not? Hi, sign here, and here, and here. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Comrade, would you publicly denounce the Republican Party and all it stands for? What? Would you agree to be bussed at government expense to a protest rally in front of Rush Limbaugh's home and walk around waving a sign that says Rush to Fascism? You're kidding me, right? Would you be willing to dress up like Hitler and attend the next taxpayer tea party in your area? Mister, if you don't walk away from me right now, I'm gonna beat the shit. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Me? Well, hell, I'd do just about anything. Would you tear up the U.S. Constitution? You bet I would. Here you go. Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Obamacare? Would you agree to donate your organs to medical science at the moment of your death? Uh, well, sure. I mean, if it might help save lives, I... What would you do for Obamacare? Okay, thank you, Dark Prince. D-A-R-C-P-R-Y-N-C-E. Never gets old. And in case I forget, we always want to thank Paul Shanklin for his contributions to the show, Carl Klang. We haven't done uh, any of that yet. But I don't we'll care. I'm covering my bases. Some shows bases. I forget to say altogether. Yes, so, you do. Uh, we need to do that. And of course, that means it's time for Medical Madness. From World Net Daily, a public interest legal team has filed comments with the federal government objecting to planned centers for disease control rule change that would allow the government to impose forced vaccinations on Americans under certain circumstances. Erin Mercino, Senior Legal Counsel for the Great Lakes Justice Center, explained, The proposed rule is an abuse of power under the pretext of protecting public safety. The government increasingly acts without constitutional authority. 
thereby undermining good governance under the rule of law. The proposal from the CDC comes in the context of defining government's power to act against individuals in the case of an outbreak of a communicable disease. But the Great Lakes Justice Center contends the proposed rule reaches far beyond the CDC's ability to quarantine a person with a serious disease such as Ebola by expanding the quarantine regulations to encompass all communicable diseases. The grant of permission for forcibly vaccinating individuals comes in the definitions the GLJC said. What is the GLJC? I didn't. Great, Great Lakes, Lakes Justice, Justice Center. Center. Owe me a beer. <laughs> now go to town and get one. <laughs> Under I, agreement, the CDC states HHS slash CDC is proposing a definition for agreement, which refers to an agreement entered into between the CDC and an individual expressing agreement between the parties that the individual observe public health measures authorized under this part, as the CDC considers reasonably necessary to protect the public's health, including quarantine, isolation, conditional release, medical examination, hospitalization, vaccination, and treatment. Okay, now, we just watched a that show. That was the worst wording I know. of anything it's, I've ever it's, read. It's bureau- bureaucrat speak. It's disgusting. And th- this is going to be another sh- disgusting show. But we just watched, remember we watched this TV series that got discontinued, talking about the CDC came in and quarantined a whole city? Remember? No. Oh, come on. We watched it for two months. That the CDC came in and quarantined a whole city. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Well, the government did. I don't know about the CDC. No, it was the, the main, the head of the chick on the CDC, and you will do what I tell you to do. And then they built walls around them, the whole bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what happened to that show. And there are so many shows that are similar. I, I can't keep them straight. Okay, well, the, there was the dome. Well, the, it there was. was the, the, <laughs> And then there was this thing you're talking about. They built a wall. I remember they put, I knew because the black cop kept trying to get in. And they had all these containers uh, that they used to build a wall. And inside there was like a maze that you could go through to get out. Right. And what they said was, first of all, the Somali was the one that started (coughs) it. And then it ended up that the CDC actually did. But we'll talk about that more. Why? Well, I would Talk about it more. Yeah, but you're going to go too early again. Am I? Yeah. It's only 20 after. No, it's not. You're not. Stop looking at that clock. Okay. Well, then we're going to go to commercial breaks. You have cooperative radio shows. Stay tuned because we'll be right back. Some political watchers are saying this could be the nastiest, most negative election season of all time. This campaign season seems like candidates have taken dirty to a whole new level. When pundits start shouting and politicians start calling each other's names, it can seem like a return to civility is not possible. Like the the very idea is a relic of some bygone, bygone era. 
John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. The nastiest, most negative election... Candidates have taken dirty to a whole new... It can class. seem like a return to civility is not possible. to vote. I can't vote. I can't vote. I'm not old enough to vote. But if I could. But if I could. If I could. If I could vote. If I had a vote. If I had a voice. I would vote for a candidate. I would elect people who stand up for the blueprint of this country. People who protect our history. Our culture. Our language. And our borders. Men and women who would uphold the separation of powers, who listen to the people. Candidates who understand the Declaration of Independence. Representatives that will protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States. This election. The election of 2012. The November 6th election. Is the most important. The most critical. It's do or die. November 2012. My future hangs in the balance. So, will you please? Please. Please. Vote to protect my First Amendment rights. Vote to protect my religious rights. My right to life, liberty, in the pursuit of my own course in life. My religious freedom. Unalienable rights. Endowed by our Creator. I'm only 14. I'm 13. I'm 16. I can't vote. But you can. So when you vote. When you vote. Vote for constitutionalists. Vote for conservatives. Vote for people who will protect the First Amendment. The Tenth Amendment. The Second Amendment. The Bill of Rights. Your temporary politicians. Strapped us with $16 trillion in national debt. Fix it. Please, put people in office. Who will stop the spending? People who will balance the budget. Vote for constitutional candidates. People who will stop the assault on religious liberty. When in the course of human events, it has become necessary for one people to do the right thing. I don't need the government telling me what lunch to eat. What toilet to flush. I don't need the government telling me to drive an electric car. Forcing me to buy health insurance. I don't need government giving guns to Mexican drug lords. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Lower taxes. Less government. More jobs. No more ballooning deficits. A strong military. Reagan principles. 
Vote for liberty over tyranny. No more social engineering. No more socialism. No more social programs. No more haters. We need to protect our people. We need one common language. We need a united and unique American culture. Please vote for patriots. In the spirit of the founders. Patriots. Candidates. To restore constitutional America. Restore constitutional America. God bless America. Liberty is never more than one generation from extinction. And we are that generation. If not you, who? If not now, when? Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Listen to our children. Well, those aren't our children. They're the country's children. No, they're somebody else's children. Don't start sounding like it takes a village. (laughs) You know, it's so funny because there's a lot of millennials that have been calling into the talk shows I listen to. Yeah. And... They, uh, actually, one of the hosts asked him, does the the policies of this administration, is it affecting you? And he said, no, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones that it really isn't affecting me as much as somebody else. He said, but I have a young daughter and a young son. This is going to destroy them. There's going to be no economy by the time they grow up. Yeah, they're little kids. Yeah, I know. Like you tell people, so sad. get out and vote for Trump because your kids are going to pay for it if Hitler gets in. Your kids, your grandchildren are going to pay for it. Your great grandchildren are going to pay for it, and you're going to be you're going to be paying for it because you're going to realize I should have voted for Trump. I could have stopped this. And you, and as a collective, everybody like you out there, and I know who you are. But a lot of you, you talk to me. You're wrong about this election. You're wrong about not voting for Trump. You do not have the moral high ground. Trust me on this, that in this election, Donald Trump is God's candidate. So, you know, you you thought it was Cruz because he was Bible thumper, but God didn't pick Cruz. Trump. And Cruz is voting for Trump because he's not a complete idiot. I'll give him that. He's also not a natural-born citizen, not even close. He's born in Canada. And no, you can't be a natural-born citizen if you're born on foreign soil. Unless you're in service to the government. And it requires two parents that are citizens. They could be naturalized citizens. They could be native-born citizens. They have to, it can be natural born citizens, but they have to be citizens. Both. That confers natural born status onto the child. It's about getting away from any attachment to foreign governments. That's what it's all about. And that's why it is as strict as it is. And that's why Cruz did not make, no, 
Neither did Rubio. No. Jindal. No. Mia Love. No. It's not that I don't like these candidates for the most part. It doesn't change the fact they're not entitled to be president of the United States. Trump is. So this continues. CDC may enter into an agreement with an individual upon such terms as the CDC considers to be reasonably necessary, indicating that the individual consent to any of the public health measures authorized under this part, including quarantine, isolation, conditional release, medical examination, hospitalization, vaccination, and treatment, provided that the individual's consent shall not be considered as a prerequisite to the exercise of any authority under this part. In other words, they they can accommodate you if they want to, but they don't have to. And they probably won't. The GLJC is concerned that the proposed rule requires forced medical treatment and vaccination of the detained individual without consent. It allows for it. It doesn't require it. It forbids an individual from objecting to forced medical treatments and vaccination for any reason, at the threat of criminal prosecution, prison, and fines up to $100,000. Right, like I said, it can accommodate you if it wants to. The rumor has it, website Snopes, Snopes is not a reliable fact-checking site. It is decidedly left-wing biased been caught too many times saying things that weren't true that were or were true that weren't and uh no snopes is a joke so don't even cite it anymore find some place else that hasn't been yet debunked as a political hack so snopes posted a long article trying to debunk the claim calling it an alarmist rumor but snopes admitted a 1944 law already granted the government the power to take necessary measures, including the apprehension of individuals, in order to prevent the spread of communicable diseases. Snopes claimed the same rumor focused heavily on forced vaccinations, supposedly to be imposed upon any American arbitrarily plucked off the street as part of a mandatory agreement with such persons. However, the NPRM defined these agreements in the context of severe outbreak of communicable disease as a measure upon which conditional release from quarantine or isolation might be predicated. No portion of the NPRM described vaccinating isolated or quarantined individuals without their consent, although it allowed for restricting the movement of such individuals during a public health emergency. In its definitions, the CDC allows for such agreement with individuals indicating consent to quarantine isolation, conditional release, medical examination, hospitalization, vaccination, and treatment. A definition continues, provided that the individual's consent shall not be considered as a prerequisite to the exercise of any authority. Snopes characterized the dispute as a claim that the CDC was planning to apprehend and detain Americans to administer forced vaccinations, which glosses over the fact that the rules purports to give the government the authority to do exactly that in some scenarios. Again, Snopes is full of crap. They have an agenda. The Great Lakes Center 
said the proposed rule tramples on our due process rights, civil liberties, violates religious freedom, invades personal privacy, and hijacks bodily autonomy. Under a severe communicable disease outbreak, that your, your rights are going to be suspended. Let's be realistic. You can't be going to court every time you need to quarantine something, right? There is a serious communicable outbreak. Then they need to do these measures. They need to isolate the community or the individuals from the community, from the greater community at large. And they need to figure out a way to treat it and or prevent it in the future, which vaccines do that. Uh, If you're going to have the federal government doing this, and you shouldn't, but if you're going to, you have to give them this power. What, are you going to have a debate every time something needs to get done? You can't under an emergency situation like that. Okay, but let me just bring up Otherwise, we're going to have zombies walking all over the place. Right, but let me just bring up history. Zombies, I tell you. There has been... Zombies! Especially during the American Revolution, smallpox outbreaks. And they quarantined Philadelphia for months. Quarantine was an acceptable... Measure, if, but if it was, but it's a necessary. It measure. was led up to the states. It was led up to the colonies because the federal government still under this constitution has no authority over health. Thank you. None. That's my point. And it should be the states doing it. Yep. Because then we can more readily control the government. Yep. And its power. But this, just doctors would do it. Yep. So I just call for a quarantine, and that's it. You're quarantined. Yeah, but again, if we had the sovereignty back in the, the states, they would the, have a mechanism no, set up for this. No, that's not the problem. Back then, the people would self-quarantine. Yes, they did. They weren't idiots. They, they, saw, they saw what the plague did. You can't just be willy-nilly about this stuff. Typhoid Mary comes to mind. you got to make sure you catch this early, you isolate it, and you treat it. And that's what has to be done in every case. And that comes from a medical professional. I'd say the government, national government doesn't have this power. And as soon as you realize that and you get your state governments under control, we could take all these powers back from the federal government. Then they don't have this power. We don't want the national government to have this power. We want the local government to be able to do this in concert with doctors, local doctors. And that goes for anything that has to do with pollution. Look, Brian, how many states did the EPA destroy by that Gold King mine. It wasn't the states doing it. The federal government did it. Yeah, they did it on purpose. I mean, it's outrageous that you don't understand that we are strong enough. We're smart enough. We can govern ourselves. We are supposed to govern ourselves. Legally, that's the government we're supposed to have. Not that one up there. That's illegal. All of it. Illegal. Because every bill it passes, it has pork in it. Pork is illegal. Pork is bringing money home to your state for whatever pet project. And all those pet projects are also not something the national government's allowed to fund. They're not supposed to fund anything domestically. Did you know that? Nothing. Not a thing. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, getting back to history, which I'm going to keep doing tonight because I'm thinking about doing my show on Monday, um, the roads between the states before the, we keep saying the federal highway funds i hate to t- break it to everybody but the colonies and then when they became states worked with each other with private contractors to build roads between the states the federal government had nothing to do with it 
Right. And they didn't and they didn't the state governments didn't do it. They got together with each other and they didn't hire they didn't make people, you know, they didn't have a highway department in the state. Look, the states are supposed to cooperate with each other. Right. That's the way it's supposed to work. They're sovereign. So, if you want an interstate system, well then the states build it and they coordinate so that they when they reach the border, the roads come together. You see how that works? And they used private contractors. And they used, of course, everybody used private contractors, but uh, they used private contractors. You used this. Now, it depended on the road and who was going to fund it and how. But basically, it has to do with what the people in the state want. And if they say the state can build roads, then the state can build roads. They say only the local governments can build roads, then only the local governments can build roads. Whatever they want. This is such but a foreign concept. Again, that's the notion of we can't have interstates where we got to have the federal government create they created the interstate. No, we didn't need that. Again, we are we have to learn to start working together again and stop relying on government for everything. Heck, in the day we'd build our own road. You do realize that, that all that flooding that went on um, this past year, they refused because well, Donald Trump went down there number one and gave a lot of money to the to the area. Yeah, his money, his own money, and they which were, is constitutional. And because it not was not disaster relief by the federal government is not constitutional, right? And because it wasn't, a, it wasn't a uh, brown area, they refused FEMA help. They didn't need it. They told the federal government, "We don't need you." The same with in Alabama. We don't need you. Afterwards, you just clean up. You don't need the government. And even in Alabama, after Katrina. Mississippi. Both of them. They didn't need... They said they took care of themselves. They got people that that had bulldozers. Oh, yeah. Everybody chipped in. Everybody. Whoever had whatever chipped in. Chainsaws, heavy equipment. And they all got together and cleaned up the roads and cleaned up the mess and... Helped build houses. Yeah, helped fix up the houses that were damaged or tear them down to build new ones. And they did it as a community, not the government. And that's what everybody does again. That's how it's supposed to work. We're not supposed to be a little bunch of whiny babies with our hands out. Give me some more, please. Can I have some more, please? What was that, what was that stupid movie with the pauper kid? <laughs> please, sir, may I have another? <laughs> that's what we're like, going to the government. Begging for our rights, our stuff. It's ours. The government owns nothing. Nothing. We own everything. Got it? It's all our money. It's all our stuff. It's all our buildings. It's all our museums. We paid for it with our money. Shouldn't be this way. That should have been done with private funds. It's called charity. Good works. These are things people used to do when they cared about religion. Like God. Now they don't care about God. Not too many people doing good works, are there? Just the diehard Christians. That's about it, right? And and I say the diehard Christians because there's a whole bunch of Christians out there that are nothing but hypocrites. And the over, let's be honest, the overwhelming majority are hypocrites. But I believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord, Savior. And then how can you're such a piece of crap? Yes, I I have had personal interactions with so-called Christians. Obviously, they're not they weren't good Christians, but they consider themselves good Christians, and uh, they're not. 
And yes, unfortunately, there's too many of them. Like we were talking about, I was talking earlier about New York Catholics. You know, they go to work on they go go on Christmas and Easter is the only times they go they go to church. They never pray. My family on my father's side, we never prayed, uh, did anything. He just went, and on every Sunday he wouldn't go to church. He watched football. But that was the average New York Catholic. And they didn't listen to everything the Catholic, the Pope said as being a sin, like, oh, birth control, that's stupid. You don't have to listen to the Pope for that. <laughs> Wait, that's a mortal sin if you're a Catholic. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you do. I wish they wouldn't listen to Popeye. Yeah, that's because Popeye's given them the commie speech that they like so much. Catholic Church has been socialist for quite a while. It's just gotten worse under Popeye. All right, where was I? The Great Lakes Center said the proposed rule tramples on our due process rights, civil liberties, violates religious freedom, invades personal privacy, and hijacks bodily autonomy. The government's proposal specially states that individuals will not be forced into agreements, nor will they be fined or jailed for not agreeing to sign. <laughs> uh you don't have to agree. It, it says it in the law. It says nothing. Nothing is to say that this is their agreements a prerequisite for enforcing the law. Well, it, that means yeah, you can make an agreement with them if they want to, if they like it. But if they don't like it, you're going to do what they want you to do anyway. Well, that's because what that's what it says in the law. Well, they're saying that's what it adds, but it adds that. And this isn't part of the law. It says we'll not be forced into agreements. No, you don't. You don't need an agreement. It says the agreement doesn't mean anything. But it adds that individual who violate the terms of the agreement or terms of the federal order for quarantine, isolation, or conditional release. That's the next paragraph. I know. Even if no agreement, you always want to talk about what we haven't read yet because that that's going to. That's change. not how the show goes. You <laughs> that, read, then you talk. Well, it's not my fault you read the whole article. That's why I don't. <laughs> but it adds that individuals who violate the terms of the agreement or the terms of the federal order for quarantine, isolation, or conditional release, even if no agreement is in place between the individual and the government, oh, he or she may be subject to criminal penalties as explained in the preamble to Section 70.19. No, they're not going to do that. But they are going to make you do it. They're going to quarantine you physically. There's nothing you can do about it. If they want to treat you, they will tie you down and they will treat you. That's the end of it. That's what the law means. You got it? There's no reason to parse anything here. It's very simple. Oh, you can have agreements. But the agreement, you don't have to have an agreement for the CDC to do all those things to you. But you can have an agreement if they want to have an agreement. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, you got to it. I've said that three times already, Susan. I know, I know, but I love hearing it again. That's exactly it. It doesn't matter. You're going to do, you are going to comply. Exactly. So (laughs) maybe they'll make you feel good by you you proposing an agreement. They're like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing important. (laughs) Oh, you want pizza? Okay, I think we can accommodate pizza. Oh, my goodness. That's an agreement. That section outlines penalties for various offenses ranging up to fines of not more than five hundred thousand dollars. 
Well, if I had to find levied on me for five hundred thousand dollars, I might as well just kill myself now because I'd never be able to pay that back. The GLJC told World Net Daily the rule plans were buried in the thousands of pages of new regulations being proposed all the time. But I, it, just that one paragraph was very clear to me. I don't understand what everybody's problem is. They said it quite clearly in government speak. You don't speak government speak yet? Your whole life is turning into the government. You better learn how to speak government speak. Because if Trump doesn't get in, there's going to be more government in your house, not less. So you better understand government speak. The GLC, GLJC highlights in its opposition statement, an individual suspected of having a communicable disease who is conditionally released from detention must relinquish his or her constitutionally protected right to privacy. The proposed rule allows the federal government to monitor all of the individual's electronic and internet-based communications and activities for an indeterminate period of time. What, what does, the heck does that, that, that have to do medicine? Thank you. I'm sorry, that, that, that's, in, that's government intrusion right there. Right. While the CDC, well, like I said before, you have to give those other powers to the CDC if you're going to accept the federal government has the power to have the National Institute of Health and the CDC, which it does not. There is nothing in the Constitution that grants the, con- the government the power over health. Nothing. That I keep trying to explain. If it doesn't say it, they can't do it. It's not a list of everything they can't do. That would be, that would have been an impossible task. That's, that would be, that would have been stupid beyond belief. Uh, while the CDC has the power to quarantine individuals suffering from dangerous communicable diseases such as Ebola, the CDC, oh, you mean the oh, Ebola you brought to the United States or the Zika you brought to the United States? Which one? It's so great the federal government is taking care of your health. They brought, they keep bringing dangerous communicable diseases to the United States of America in all forms, flying in from Africa. Letting people come across the border illegally, they're disease-ridden. We did that yesterday. It's just wonderful. You want the federal government in charge of your health, well, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have any. Don't give the government power it's not supposed to have. It doesn't absolutely require to function. We need to take it all back. It's ours. We can take it back anytime we want. We just have to have enough of us understand that. Then it'll happen. Oh, no. The way things are right now with the uneducated masses, a convention of states will solve absolutely nothing and will actually make everything absolutely worse. The Bill of Rights was a mistake. Now, you want to go muck around? Didn't I ask you to do something? The CDC cites the 2015 Disneyland measles outbreak as jurisdictions for the new rule. No outbreak ever existed. CDC records prove there were only 189 measles cases in 2015, down from 644 cases of measles recorded in 2014. The proposed rule tramples on due process rights, civil liberties, violates religious freedom, 
invades personal privacy and hijacks bodily autonomy. The Great Lakes Justice Center, everything it does up there does this. The Great Lakes Justice Center said it files this comment in opposition to the CDC's proposed rule authorizing the incarceration of healthy American citizens who have committed no crime. Even in cases where no evidence of serious illness exists, the CDC's personal unconscionable unconscionably authorizes detention, isolation, quarantine, and vaccination without consent. Those things have to be done without consent in a real outbreak. Real. Not imagined. There is little argument that confirmed cases of the Ebola virus disease require serious measures on the part of the CDC to prevent the spread of the disease. The proposed rule, however, reaches far beyond this reasonable scope. The comments explained. The proposed rule affects any person traveling into the United States or traveling from one state to another anywhere within the United States and regulates all communicable diseases, i.e. any illness that can be transmitted from one person to another either directly or indirectly. 42 CFR 7.1 and 71.1. As the proposed rule states, the definition of communicable diseases is broad and left to the unilateral discretion of the president in consultation with the Secretary of Health and Human Services, also unconstitutional, and the Surgeon General, also unconstitutional, 81 Federal Regulation 54233. The proposed rule applies to a person merely suspected of having a communicable disease in a pre-communicable stage or in a communicable stage, meaning that a citizen need not even be contagious for the proposed rule to apply. 81 Fed Reg 54-233. Yeah, how many people did they let out of the hospital that had the Ebola, they found out later had Ebola? Because they wanted to spread it. Now, why do you think they brought Ebola here? To spread it here. Look, they're trying to destroy this country from every angle. I've pointed that out over and over again. Don't you understand that widespread diseases like this, deadly diseases like this, is one way of doing just that? You can control large swaths of the country, put them in quarantine, because you've released a communicable disease, deadly one, into their area, into their lives. Now, you've made a whole bunch of people sick, and a whole bunch of people are going to die. Try and remember that the progs want to kill off about 200 million Americans. That's what they said. That's one of the first WikiLeaks. So, uh, oh, that's two-thirds of the, what's that, two-thirds of the population they want to completely wipe out. How do you think they're going to accomplish that? And they want, then they want to take complete control and put any of us conservatives that are left after that in re-education camps. Again, how do you think they're going to accomplish all this? I foresee communicable disease problems. Isolation, quarantining cities and towns. Where, I don't know, the disease kills off, I don't know, about two-thirds of the people affected. Or two-thirds of the country, 100%. Either way, it works for them. we got to go to break. Junk Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for 
right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company, General Steel. 800-917-8251. 800-917-8251. That's 800-917-8251. Show our half of two. All right. <clears throat> this article continues, believe it or not. While the government holds the authority to quarantine and isolate individuals with dangerous and communicable diseases in order to protect the public health, they also, ha- no, again, there's nothing about protecting the public health in the Constitution. No, the general welfare has nothing to do with that. The general welfare clause means the welfare of the Republic, which they have not done. They have not made sure that the Republic was healthy. They have not. They We are guaranteed a Republican form of government. We don't have one. No, it has nothing to do with the Republican Party, which is just another branch of the Democrat Party, which is just another branch of the progressive movement, which is blah, blah, blah. Uh, the proposed rule fails to protect individual civil liberties. It also is barred by the United States Constitution, Great Lakes reported. They pointed out the Fifth Amendment states no person should be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Federal government may detain and quarantine. No, they can't. There's nothing in the Constitution that gives the national government the power to detain and quarantine anybody. That's why you're confused. The Fifth Amendment doesn't apply to this because this it's again, the government doesn't have this power to begin with. It does not exist. If you're so worried about it, you need a state Department of Health to deal with it. So if you want to talk about the Constitution, let's talk about the Constitution. I'm tired of people talking about the Constitution that think they know the Constitution, they know nothing about it. And, and obviously, these are lawyers, and lawyers know nothing about the Constitution. And now constitutional lawyers are idiots. Don't believe me? Learn about the Constitution and go talk to one. The government, the federal government may detain, there is no federal government anymore. The national government may detain and quarantine an individual only after proving that governmental action is justified Because, one, the individual poses an actual threat to the public. Two, the detention is reasonable and effective. Three, the detention fully comports with the due process and equal protection. Four, all right, come on, this is idiotic. You can't do this. You can't go to the courts to try and quarantine people that need to be quarantined. Because in the meantime, they're walking around infecting people. This is idiotic. These lawyers are morons. There's always an exception to emergencies, but... The national government's not supposed to do it at all. This is where it gets mucked up. This is why lawyers don't get it. They don't understand. They're not. They don't have the power. If they're not abusing the power, they don't have it. It's not in the Constitution. They can't make a law based on nothing. The law has to be based on a power granted in the Constitution. That's how it works. Because the Constitution is the law, 
And what they create is called statute, statutory law. Statutory law is based on law, which is a, has to be a power in the Constitution. Without that, it's void. Almost every law the federal government has is void. It doesn't exist. It's illegal. It's gone. Bye-bye. All we need to do is get enough people to understand that. So this is nonsense. All right. You, you can't go through all this due process stuff uh, when there's a medical emergency. The due process has to be the fact that it's declared a medical emergency. Once that happens, you, your constitutional... So these aren't constitutional rights anyway. They're on alien rights. They they could be temporarily suspended by taking away your liberty. You still have the rights the minute you get out of their control. It immediately comes back to you because these are inherent rights in your existence. So they can't be taken from you without some form of fascist force. Like going to prison, being quarantined. But of course you could be thrown in prison that... We can have due process for, but we do put you behind bars and many times make you stay there until after we decide whether you're innocent or guilty or not. So, again, what's due process? If on probable cause a cop can pick you up and take your liberty away, then under a medical emergency, why can't they do the same? And of course they can, except the federal government's not supposed to do it. Your government's supposed to do it because you gave them the power. Now, you, you haven't yet. Because there, you didn't know there was a need because the national government stole the power for themselves. But that power doesn't really exist. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, the federal government may detain and quarantine an individual only after proving that the governmental action is justified because, one, the individual poses actual threat to the public. Two, the detention is reasonable and effective. Three, the detention fully comports with the due process and equal protection. Four, the individual is provided with safe and comfortable conditions where his or her freedom is restricted, no more than necessary. And five, the individual is reasonably compensated for any loss of income. The CDC should discontinue all efforts to finalize this unconstitutional proposed rule. The proposed rule violates a citizen's constitutionally protected freedoms and individual liberties and opens the floodgates for error and abuse at the hands of the government authorities. For all the reasons discussed in this comment, we ask the CDC to rescind its proposed rule. Here's another thing that you don't get. It's not a rule. It's a word they use to make you think it's not law. It's law. If it has force to take away your liberty and your money to fine you, it's a law. They can call it a regulation, they can call it a rule, they can call it whatever they want, but it's found in statutory law, because it's law. All the rules, rules of the Senate, rules of the House, they're in there. They're in Title 18 of the U.S. Code. They're law, they're not just, they're not just rules, they're laws. And anything that can take your liberty away is a law. Anything that you could be fined for is a law. In other words, they're taking your liberty or your property away from you. They can only do that under force of law. You understand that, right? That's what we have millions of laws, millions of laws on the books. And people go, 
We need there ought to be a law. No. No, there shouldn't. Really, no. Yes, even Megan's law that they got pushed through was a mess. It takes away people's liberties without actual due process. If you're forced, if you're put on one of those lists, your your life is restricted for the rest of your life. That's a life sentence. We do it with all felons, but we do it even more so with so-called sexual, and they've really broadened who they put on these things, who they call sexual offenders. They, they're not pedophiles. They're not rapists. They're not, not, they're not any of that stuff. A, a lot of them, I mean, they're there too, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of people caught up in that that aren't that. And then for the rest of their lives, they got to report every month. They they got to be on a list. They got the neighborhood. You know your neighbors know. I'm sorry. Once you've served your time, there should be no more restrictions on your liberties, no matter what you did. If the person is not safe to be out in society, then don't put them back in society. It's that simple. Because their unalienable rights come back to them the minute they walk out the door. Unless taken away by fascists. By some government coercion or power. That's the only way. Unalienable rights can be temporarily removed from you. But they're still yours. All felons should have all the same rights as everybody else once they're done with their sentence. Now I'm talking about parole. That doesn't count. When done, if you got a parole, you shouldn't. In my world, you wouldn't. There are no paroles. There's only time. There's only time increased for bad behavior. There's no time decrease for good behavior. My prison would look much different. Prisoners wouldn't be behaving like they do now. Because there'd be serious consequences. Okay, you want to get in trouble for every demerit? It's one day on your sentence added to your sentence. For every demerit you get. One extra day on your on your sentence, so go ahead and act out if you like. You'll just stay here longer. That's the way it should be. Not time off for good behavior. But they should also teach them a, a skill while they're in there. They should also be able to provide something that the the jail could make, the prison could make money off of to help pay for their upkeep. So uh, every prison should be a little factory making something. So that they could sell it at a profit. And the profits go to help pay for the cost of taking care of the inmates. And the inmates learn a trade that is usable on the outside. And again, any no bad behavior will be tolerated. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, you get a demerit. For every time you don't do one, for everything you don't do. And for every demerit, every bad thing you do or everything you don't do you're supposed to do. It's an extra day on your sentence. Think how that changes the whole game. Because uh, progressives got involved and they were supposed to fix the prison system and now it seems it's a billion times worse than it was before they started. Yeah. They 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 don't what do they call them? They want to they want to reconcile them, they want to uh I forget the word they use, you know. They want to make them, inside, they're going to turn them into good citizens, so when they come out, they'll be good, they'll be able to integrate back into society. That was what their stated goal. They, that doesn't, the recidivism rate is through the roof. They've made 
prison life worse. They've made life after prison impossible. And they've created a prison planet. And that was their goal. All the while, they were saying, we were treating them too mean. we got to treat them better. And so, and it looked like they were doing that, better food, stuff like that, and blah, 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 heat, air conditioning, TV. But all the other stuff that came with it that they did to them has screwed up the prison system. It, they they come out, they don't, they just know how to do more bad things. From Fox News, just five months after federal health officials asked hospitals and physicians to be on the lookout for an often fatal antibiotic-resistant fungus called Candida aureus. Candida aureus, really? Thirteen cases have been reported. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention announced Friday. It is the first time that the fungus, which is easily misidentified in lab tests as more common Candida yeast infection, has been found in the U.S., and four of the first seven patients with it have died. How much you want to bet this has come from something outside our borders? Yep. Some illegal piece of crap or some refugee? Yep. It's exactly. But we'll never know, Brian. They won't tell you, but we know. We know, because we didn't have this before. Where did it come from? We need to act now to better understand, contain, and stop the spread of this drug-resistant fungus, the CDC's director, Dr. Thomas Fryden, said in a statement. Boy, am I glad I live on top of the mountain in the middle of nowhere. You people are exposed to all kinds of crap down there. It's, uh, is an emerging threat, and we need to protect vulnerable patients and others. C.R.S.'s emergence and apparent global spread it was first identified in japan in 2009 and since then has been found in dozens of countries on four continents put the pathogen on the ever-growing list of superbugs disease causing microbes that are resistant to any and in some cases all antibiotics well wait a minute this is a fungus funguses don't Funguses don't react to antibiotics. The antibiotics cause fungal infections in women. They do. It's not the other. I don't understand. I, how can you say any? Of course, all it's a fungus. It's not a bacteria. Only bacteria is affected by antibiotics. Bacteria being biots, antibiotic. Get it? Viruses. I do. Viruses. <laughs> viruses are not cured by them. When your doctor gives you antibiotics for viruses. He's he's just giving you something he shouldn't be giving you to give you something because it isn't doing anything for any virus. They have antivirals now, thankfully, so they kind of stopped that. Uh, but they did it for decades. And this is fungus, so I don't really see how fungus reacts to antibiotics. Antifungals? Maybe that's their problem. They're trying to defeat a they're trying to defeat a fungal infection with antibiotics instead of antifungals. Can they be that stupid? I don't know because yes, you really, always, it could be. We you always make sure that I have an antifungal here. We have all kinds of stuff in our toolbox. We used to. We still do. It doesn't go. I don't care what they say. It doesn't go bad. When we get rid of our medication, we give it to the third world. It's not as effective after that point. It still works, but it's not usually as effective. It's not bad. It's not like if you take it, you're going to die. 
the first seven cases which are described in the CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report occurred in New York, Illinois, Maryland, and New Jersey in 2013. One case. 2015, one case. And this year, five cases. The older cases were identified through a review of patients, lab records conducted after the CDC sent its clinical alert in June. All seven of the patients had been hospitalized for cancer, respiratory failure, or other serious condition, so it is not clear if CRS contributed to the deaths of four of them, the CDC said. The other six cases came to the CDC's attention after August. Five of the first seven cases had not been flagged as CRS at the time the patients were hospitalized, underlining the difficulty of identifying the fungus. Five were also resistant to the common antifungal drug, fluconazole. Oh, look, an antifungal, not an antibacteria. Good, that's a good choice. <laughs> Idiots. <clears throat> Sold as diflucan. One was resistant to... Amphotericin B, an antifungal usually saved for serious infections, and one to Echinocandins, a newer class of antifungals touted as being effective against Candida. Is it based off of Echinacea? It says Echinocandis. I have no idea. These are all new, Brian. Well, no, the other ones weren't. I, no, that's new. That that one's new, yeah. But I have to tell the folks a little bit about our background, especially if we have new listeners. I was, and I'm I'm a retired RN with a bachelor's degree. I was a nurse for 20 years, and Brian was a New York City paramedic, and he was playing around with the idea, and people were encouraging him to become a doctor. But they have changed so many different treatments since we've been out on the field, Brian. I hope so. Oh, we just watched a really cool show last night. What? Pure Genius. Oh, Pure Genius. Eh, not as good as House. I love it. Do you? I do. Yeah, well, we'll see. Then I'll just watch it without you. Yeah, I that's sa- never going to happen. I said we'll see, and yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, unless you're in town. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I have no idea what this is. Well, you could look it up. Echinocandins. E-C-H-I-N-O. C-A-N-D-I-N-S. And although CRS strains from other countries have been found to be resistant to all three major classes of antifungal drugs, none of the U.S. cases was. The global spread of CRS has had public health officials on alert for important cases, but all of the U.S. cases seem to have been contracted domestically. When scientists sequenced the genomes of CRS in the first seven cases, they found that they were related to strains from South Asia and South America. <laughs> Since none of the patients had traveled to those areas or were known to have been in contact with anyone from They're there, full of crap. CDC scientists concluded that they had acquired the infections locally. Yes, from well, illegal aliens. Thank you. Do you know you have no idea who you're sitting next to on the bus? That's correct. Most people don't take buses, though, but that's okay. It appears that CRS arrived in the United States only in the past few years. Dr. Tom Chiller, who leads CDC Mycotic Disease Branch, 
said in a statement, we're working hard with partners to better understand this fungus and how it spreads. It spreads by allowing pieces of crap coming across our southern border. Any other questions? A partial answer, easily, after one of the Illinois patients was hospitalized for an unrelated illness, researchers found CRS in his mattress, bedside table, bed rail, chair, and windowsill. More evidence of how easy CRS is spread, at least in hospitals. The genome sequencing showed that the two patients treated in the same New Jersey hospital at the same time had nearly identical strains. The genome sequences of the CRS affected the two Illinois patients, also treated at the same hospital at the same time, were also nearly identical to one another. These findings suggest that CRS could be spread in healthcare settings, the CDC said. Yeah, hospitals are disgusting, horrible places that breed all kinds of diseases. That's what they are now. The, the whole, The whole... Heating and air conditioning venting system has to be completely scrubbed out. It should be completely cleaned out and scrubbed out every month. And that's being generous. And they probably don't even do it every year. And pro- many of them have probably never done it. Well, you know, when. And where do you think all these things are breeding? When I was a travel nurse. Ooh, warm ducks with all kinds of fuzz in them to attach to and grow. When I was a travel nurse, I would take all my clothes off before I came in the house and put it in a plastic bag. You used to do the same thing when you were a paramedic. No, I didn't. That was a friend of mine who did that. Oh, I did it because I didn't want to bring anything home to our house because we were traveling so many places. Me, when I was a paramedic, I was I was like I was like the blood man. I was always covered in blood and I was always not wearing gloves. Because I never had time. You get to I get to the scene, I see somebody squirting blood of an arterial bleed. I go and stick my finger in it. I don't wait to put my gloves on. I, other people do, but like my partners always did, that's why I was the one doing it. But somebody has to put the finger in it to stop the bleeding, and it's my job. And if I don't have any open cuts, it's really not an issue. You know, And, and I've proved it, because I never got AIDS. The only thing I got is Hep B. I don't know where that came from, but... Oh, that's another thing. They want to put me on a drug, but it says right in, if you ever had hep B, it'll, it can cause it to reemerge. Who wants all oh, the VA? The VA wants to put me on a drug that they should be even thinking about. Something else. Because I have hep B. I need to, I need to make to write a list all, of things. Yes, I do. But anyway, I bet you if we put up the map of where all the refugees and the pieces of brown crap were in, these are all the areas that they were put in. You, you have to know that... It came here from other places, Japan and South America. How did it get here? Now, the Japanese one, I I don't know. Maybe there were travelers that were carriers. I don't know about that. I don't know if you can't have a carrier of a fungal disease. But um, the South America one, you got to know, came across the southern border, right? And they're all over the place. So if you're in any major cities or anything, you're coming in contact with things they've come in contact with. And here's another thing. What happens if they went to the same emergency room? Oh, didn't think of that. Anyway. And again, what good is the CDC? Did it stop this from happening? There is no way centralization is better than decentralization. Decentralization fixes problems centralization causes problems 
So the more local you keep this stuff, the better it's going to be. That's just a fact. So and and you won't be paying for somebody else's CDC problem. In other words, everybody pays for the CDC. So just because one state, one town has a problem, you're paying for it. Where if it's your local or your state, it it's your money that's going to pay the people that are taking care of you instead of other people's money going to pay and take care of you. See the difference? I know it's hard, but it's there. We got to go to break. So cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? We built this city! You didn't build that! We built this city on rock and roll! We built this city! You didn't build that! We built this city on rock and roll! President, because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name is Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. She'll be all right for a while. For a while, she can smile until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack and it doesn't work. Oh, hell! You know I taught her well You couldn't tell That she fakes crying Over I'm Sheriff David Clark and I want to talk to you about something personal. Your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Thank you, Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. 
And we sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this go You've got to get mad. I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. We're not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. E, e, e. So this is the third or fourth, no, fifth actual, because TB's <clears throat> on the rise and it's antibiotic resistant. Measles is back. Um, now this fungal infection, Ebola, and what's the other one? Zika? Five. There's more. There's more. Five major diseases and plagues oh, no, upon us. There's more. And you oh, don't forget the bed bugs. Oh, the bed bugs. That's right. I actually wrote an article about that. <laughs> <clears throat> Where were we here? Although 60% of people with CRS infections outside the U.S. have died, the CDC, CDC said that Figure is based on a smaller number of patients, many of whom had other severe illnesses, making it unclear how serious the infection on its own might be. China is no one's friend like the Clintons. And the Fuzzy Muzzy Report. Okay, China is no one's friend from World That Daily. For months, China has been expanding its claims to waters and islands off its shores, leading to conflict with neighbors and even the U.S., which has dispatched warships to the region to defy the rapidly growing military power in Asia. Now, I I don't like anything this president does, but they had to do that. Now shots have been fired in another of China's sea fights. 
This time it's with South Korea, according to a report in Joseph Farah's G2 Bulletin. Very good source. It happened just days ago when South Korea's Coast Guard fired live rounds at Chinese fishing boats that were inside Korean-controlled waters. An unclassified report from the Office of Naval Intelligence said it was the first time shots had been fired in the dispute. The November 3 Intel report revealed what happened. During the early evening hours, three Coast Guard patrol boats fired M60 machine gun rounds at 30 Chinese fishing boats that were threateningly bearing down on them while they towed away two trawlers that had been fishing about 90 kilometers southwest of Socheong Island and Incheon. The report said that three hours earlier, the patrol boats had spotted some 50 Chinese trawlers fishing illegally about 5.5 kilometers inside Korean waters. During that time, several Chinese fishing boats rammed a South Korean Coast Guard boat. The two patrol aircraft were then scrambled and fired a total of 18 flare bombs before the trawlers finally turned back and fled towards Chinese waters. Beijing, which has gone to the lengths of building islands for aircraft runways to solidify and defend its claims to territory off its shores, in August warned foreigners to stay away. The warning came in a detailed explanation of last month's Hague ruling, which found that China's territorial claims in the region have no legal basis under the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. We didn't, we didn't ratify that treaty. Thankfully. Communist News Network reported. CNN uh, China claims almost all of the South China Sea, including islands more than 800 miles from the Chinese mainland, despite objections from neighbors including the Philippines, Malaysia, Brunei, and Vietnam. The Hague not only ruled that China's claims were improper, but that it was aggravating the seething regional dispute. And it violated the Philippines' rights to build up artificial islands that destroyed coral reefs and by disrupting fishing and oil exploration, AP reported at the time. Man, China's getting pissy, Russia's getting pissy, and we are just full of piss. I'm just saying, China's not our friend. China's not anybody's friend. China's only China's friend. China only cares about China. No matter what anybody thinks and no matter what they say, China only cares about China. Which is what a country should be like. But doing things like this, it's uncalled for. It's it's begging for conflict. And of course they want it. They want to take back over their colonies that they, they forgot over time and then discovered suddenly and thought they would all accept their rule again. Just like us as colonies said no so did the Southeast Asia people and Japan, which were colonies of China. But the Chinese Empire forgot about them, and they ruled themselves like we did in the colonies, and the same thing happened. They became independent. Now China wants to take them back. How would you feel if Britain wanted to take us back? And they were actively trying to do so. Well, that's what China's doing to all the other countries around in Southeast Asia. They're in constant threat 
of being taken over by the Chinese or going to war with the Chinese. It's it's not a good situation over there. China doing this with the islands, that's just asking for trouble. That's saying, what are you going to do about it? Well, you could sub, you can only push that so far before people say, I've had enough. And when the countries have enough, they go to war. So it's not a real good idea to be doing what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway, so you have to ask yourself, why? why? Well, because they don't, we're weak right now, and they don't believe we can defend Taiwan, we can defend Japan. We're not going to do anything about these islands. There's nothing you can do about it. What are you going to do about it? Complain about the coral reefs? They're already destroyed. They're covered in cement. Now what? You know, you bring up a good point. This is another reason to vote for Trump. He already has retired generals that are going to be his advisors, not the idiots that are up there right now. If he's smart, he's going to call them all out of retirement and fire all the ones that are there. That's what you'd do. Yes, I would, because they're Obama's generals. That means they're pieces of crap, and they need to go. The generals that Obama fired, I'd rehire. Every single one of them. Including Petraeus. Yeah, one email to his girlfriend, he's he's out. But Hillary's walking Thousands around. Thousands of emails, and uh, Obama's and his ilk, and Hitler is still walking around. She's still running for office. This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's also not being prepared. <clears throat> I don't, sooner or later, there's going to be a conflict in, in the South China Sea. It's just going to happen. Uh, don't ask me. Their plan is, of course, turn it into a war where they can conquer and we're going to be able to do nothing about it because we're weak little pissy boys. What's Obama? Do? What did Obama do about it the whole time they were building up these things? Do you think it would have been a good idea to stop it before it was built? Well, what's the UN doing? The UN doing what the UN does? They're talking. The Hague is the court for the world. Well, court. I understand. The that. world court said they're wrong. Now, what are you going to do about, about it? it? Uh, well, they need us for that. There we go again. Well, and that's the same thing with impeaching Caesar. He keeps doing things, doing things, doing things. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Well, they don't want to do anything about it up there, so they're not going to. And that's how the whole world is reacting right now. As a matter of fact, again, the Instead only Instead of one... being pissy with China, we're being pissy with Russia. Right. And again, the only one that's doing anything is Russia. Duty. Push button. And now from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final poll, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone... Thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Burqa Barbie. Oh, 
I want to thank Paul Revere Radio for uh, we built, we this, built uh, this city. You didn't build that. <laughs> okay. Time for the Fuzzy Muzzy Report. Like, the rest of it wasn't aggravating enough. This is like the... Really? More? This is really the more show? This is some pretty depressing stuff, and now we're going to add Fuzzy Muzzies to it? Oh, man. I'm sorry, but uh, this is why you should vote for Trump. From the Poughkeepsie Journal, the Church World Service Network expects to settle 80 refugees in the city of Poughkeepsie in the next fiscal year. Poughkeepsie, is that New York or New Jersey? New York. No, it's New Jersey. I think it's New Jersey. Area officials, however, including City Mayor Rob Rollison, do not have details on how the set- settlements will work and the Dutchess County Executive Office says it did not have a hand in approving the plan. The Church World Service Network, again, here's another church that's screwing up, helping to screw up our country. This is no church to belong to. Church World Service Network, or CWS, is set to open a resettlement office in the city of Poughkeepsie, according to Christina Levin, Director for External Relations at CWS. The organization is one of nine refugee resettlement agencies with which the federal government contracts to bring refugees from other countries to the U.S., Levin said. The CWS works to offer arriving refugees assistance with case management, housing, cultural orientation, health access assistance, and job placement. In other words, job placement. Don't make me laugh. In other words, they're going to be at free housing. They're going to get free money. They're going to get free food, free health care. And they're going, to, they're going to go through some job placement work stuff things. But we have 90 million people at work in this country why would we bring more people in and find them jobs? Why can why do we bring people into this country at all when we cannot employ the people we have now? No, we already pointed out the 4.9% employment figure is absolutely bogus. It's over 9.5%. Over 9.5% unemployment. That's the UR number, 9.5%. Look up the Bureau of Labor Statistics, U6. Anyway, you shouldn't listen to the last night's show. If you, you can still listen to it. The Poughkeepsie office, which would serve refugees from all countries, was approved by the Bureau of Population, Refugees and Migration. The exact location of the office to still to be determined. I just read the way they write it. CWS presence in Poughkeepsie has ignited debate among the candidates for the 18th Congressional District seat in next week's election, as well as area residents. At least one group of local organizations was banded together 
to support the resettlement efforts. Levin said that the CWS has been working with a number of local partners, including the city of Poughkeepsie, in establishing the office. Poughkeepsie has shown us an overwhelming positive and welcoming response, reflecting our nation's long-standing values of hospitality, an official statement from the organization read. CWS stands encouraged by the widespread community support we've received about the opening of our new refugee resettlement office in Poughkeepsie. We look forward to continuing to work with all our local partners as we prepare to welcome refugees to Dutchess County and help them build their lives anew here in the U.S. Yay, Poughkeepsie. Ha ha ha. But Rollison said Wednesday he is still seeking answers regarding how the plan will work. We learned recently that they were considering Poughkeepsie for this. Now that this has been announced, they're going to establish one in the greater Poughkeepsie area. I reached out and left a message with CWS about it. We're trying to learn more details. At this point, I don't have any, Rollison said. Yeah, that's just like them, right? Dutchess County's Department of Community and Family Services and Department of Behavioral and Community Health both discussed CWS and raised questions about it in the spring, according to Colleen Pillis, Communications Director for Dutchess County. But it then sent, it went to the State Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration, which approved it. Duchess was not involved with the approval process after the spring questioning, Pillis said. Things considered when determining a successful resettlement location include the availability of affordable housing, transportation, and access to schools and medical services, Levin said. Good. Maybe you'll never resettle anybody here in Montana. The resettlement office of Poughkeepsie would be one of the nine offices CWS has around the country. In addition to the organization's 25 affiliate offices, Levin said, CWS currently resettles refugees in three other locations in New York. Oh, it's in New York. Including Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse. Staff from CWS New York headquarters will hold a public information session at the Adrian's Memorial Library in Poughkeepsie from 4.30 to 7 p.m. on November the 10th. These people have no souls. Correct. They're not Americans. Correct. They're probably an international organization, the Church World Service. Come on. Uh, again, you people belong to the strangest of churches. If they're not teaching you the, the gospel and how it relates to your daily life, you're in the wrong place. Go someplace else. Or listen to wall builders if you can't find any place else to go. God didn't say you had to go to church. God never even mentioned the word church. He said to worship him. He didn't say where. He didn't say you needed a building, although he did have the temple built the uh, on the temple mount. Where the fuzzy muzzies are. With the Fuzzy Muzzies built their mosque on top of it, yes. Uh, like that wasn't enough. The Mid-Hudson Refugee Solidarity Alliance, composed of local organizations and college-based groups, encouraged the resettlement in Poughkeepsie, 
according to Maria Hahn, history professor at Vassar College and co-founder of the Alliance. Oh, great. Vassar is like a left-wing, lunatic, expensive, private college for girls. And not to mention, she's the founder of this stupid organization. So now she has influence with all the kids who are idiots. All, again, if we sue them for everything the refugees do, they'll be destroyed and ruined and we won't have any more problems. Because nobody will want to do this. The first lawsuit, and nobody will want to do this. As a faculty advisor for the student initiative Vassar Refugee Solidarity, Hans said she wanted to educate her students about the crisis facing many refugees and said the students wanted to be part of refugee work. There's just not enough good-looking refugees in Syria. Women to rape in Syria, so they had to come here and rape ours. And all of Europe. Oh, I don't care about Europe. They're not my fellow citizens. I care about my fellow citizens first. Yeah, I'm a nationalist. You got a problem with that? If you're not a nationalist, you're a moron. Ugh. <sighs> And said the students wanted to be part of a refugee work until the first one is sexually molested, I imagine, because Vassar only deals with women. They're all girls, girl college. That's it. Take a bunch of pretty well-educated girls and introduce them to a bunch of refugees from Syria. What could go wrong? Huh. Well, good. Some some privileged Females should get groped and uh, molested, and then maybe we'll see an end to this, because when it happens to rich people, it's not tolerated. The Alliance reached out to CWS to suggest Poughkeepsie as a resettlement location, Han said. You can see one of the reasons, this is one of the reasons I left New York City. All the influx of pieces of crap immigrants that they were bringing in, poor, useless, foul, stinky, uh, destruction of private property upon their arrival. Yeah, but see, this is what this is what the progs want. They want to take all these disgusting people and put them into these white neighborhoods. That's yeah, the goal. He told you he was going to do that, but we thought you thought he was going to do it with ghetto people. Silly you. He's doing it with refugees. That's how he's doing it. He said he's going to put poor people in everybody's neighborhood. Well, he is. Poughkeepsie, here comes yours. I hope they still have guns. Upstate New York rifles, hunting rifles, that's all it's left. This is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. It's happening all over the country. Uh, New York. Except here. New York, New York deserves it because of New York City and their politics. Uh, but, you know, upstate doesn't deserve it. But then again, if you're still living in New York upstate, you're living in a fantasy world that your life isn't going to keep turning more and more to hell every day. Every single day, New York City makes people it, all across New York's lives worse. And they completely control your elections. I wasn't stupid. I saw the writing on the wall. I get out. Just like I got out of clamming, I saw the end of the Great South Bay. I got out. Now there is still a Great South Bay, but very little things live in it. And this is going to be something big, boy. Some This is going to blow up. 
other organizations and institutions, uh, what did I just do? Uh, involved in the alliance include Vassar College, Dutchess County Community College, SUNY New Paltz, Bard College, Vassar Temple, Christ Episcopal Church, not a good church, Masjid Al Nur Mosque, really teaming up with a mosque. Arlington Refugee Project, and Dutchess County Interfaith Council. These people are clueless. No, they're pieces of crap. Working with our students in local Congress, I told you they progs have infiltrated everything, including all the churches. Progressivism is everywhere, and you must stop listening to it, even if it's in the guise of your priest or your pastor. Because those are demons, or as they say in the new show, skinwalkers. That's what they remind me of, skinwalkers. Get rid of them. There's no such thing. Well, that's what they called the possessed zombies, skinwalkers. Ah. Because the, the demons take over other people's skin, skinwalkers. Gotcha. Wow, a lot of explaining for look a TV at, show. Look at all these useful idiots that they're recruiting. The Mid-Hudson Refugee Solidarity Alliance will hold a public community meeting at the Vassar College Student Building on Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. to inform potential volunteers how they can help. Destroy themselves? The alliance is not just raising money and giving them stuff, Han said but rather helping them find homes, learn English, get jobs, and integrate its community. It's not our job to do that to the world. I don't believe you're doing that, not for a second, because you don't do it with illegal aliens. Why would you do it with refugees? And by the way, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to do anything you want them to do. They're not going to cooperate with you at all. They're Muslims, and they're staying Muslims. They're not turning into Americans. And they're not going to become Christians like these idiot Christians think they are. Oh, no, never. They, that's a death sentence. They can't do that. What they're going to do is say, thank you very much, people, for giving me stuff. And then they're going to run away cut and laugh. Cut your head off. And go, hee, hee, No, Let's then go. they're going to cut your head off and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. They're not going to turn into Christians, you idiot Christians. They're coming here to destroy us. And, and they want to wipe out Christianity. So Yeah, you thank you. And all you homos out there, they're never going to accept you. They're never going to tolerate you. And the first chance they get, they're going to kill you. Florida comes to mind. And, get, and guess what? You deserve it, so I don't really care. Because of the, what your activist has done, you've brought it on yourself. I could care less. You make me sick. Yeah, stand up and speak out against the activist. Start saying, we don't want this. We don't want this same-sex marriage nonsense. Marriage is, is a traditional thing between a man and a woman. It's been going on for thousands of years. We don't want any part of that. That's what I want to hear. That's a good homosexual. If, if that is even possible. <laughs> but at least at least that's a rational human being. Doesn't want to destroy the culture of the country that's given them everything they have. Uh, you should just be happy we tolerate you. And we many, we accept you in many ways, but you've pushed it too far. And now we're all going back to starting to hate you because of all the homosexual activists ruining our lives. 
you don't you, there's going to be a pushback sooner or later you're being used and you're being stupid you better tell these idiots that supposedly speak for you to shut up because the backlash is going to come sooner or later like i said you can only push people so far before they push back you know and christians and conservatives they weren't the ones to kill y'all in florida what Christians and conservatives didn't kill them all in Florida. Kill them all? A large amount. You mean the gay nightclub? Yep. Yeah, well, that's you need to say that. But it's really a homosexual nightclub because they're not happy at all. Yes, and it the, wasn't conservatives or Christians doing that. It was a Muslim. It was probably a, a kid that was brought up by a progressive who converted to Islam. No, 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 to no. Blow things, to kill people. No, he came here from, I think it was Iraq. No, he didn't, wasn't, he didn't, was not born here. He was not. The it one, already came out. The one from the homosexual yeah. killing? uh-huh. I thought he was uh, homegrown. Mm-mm. Well, it, either the homegrown or is brought here. Either way, he's homegrown, right? Even in San Bernardino. No, he's, Ber- that's not true. He's grown somewhere else and we brought him here. The same with San Bernardino. They weren't here. Oh, weren't. no, those were American citizens. Yes, they were. All right, we're done. No, we're not done. We haven't even gotten close to being done. Oh, actually, you want to do your spiely? Well, they better. Okay, we do have paid commercials, and if you're listening to us, unfortunately, if you're listening to us over at the Red State Radio, it's probably all you get is the commercials, commercial commercials. Because we play them on the bottom of the hour, top of the hour, parodies and such stuff like that. So if you if you hear something you're interested in, a product you're interested in on our show, please have pen and paper ready to write down the phone number. Because if you find it on your own, we won't get paid. We only get paid for the leads we generate. In other words, the people that call the phone number. You don't even have to buy anything. If you call the number, we get paid. Well, wait, I'm not telling you to just call it because you want to give me money. No, no. If you're really interested in the product, please call the number in the ad or we won't get paid. If you want to hit us to us live, we're on Friday, Saturday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at uncooperativeradio.com where you can download and listen to all our shows for free. Also, if you want apps to listen at uncooperativeradio.com. Scroll down to the very bottom of the page, and out at the bottom you'll see for you'll see a thing for podcasters. That's obviously not you. That's me. Then a thing for listeners. That's you. Go there. <laughs> and then they have all the different apps there for tablets, iPhones, iPads, Android, Windows phones, tablets. It's all there, free. So if you like to listen to those things. Just go to our speaker page on cooperativeradio.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see you'll see where the apps are. Okay. I, well, I know. It's really stupid. They kind of hide them. Hmm. And uh, it, it's something I, I should probably mention to them, but I haven't. What's your problem now? No, go ahead. No, you're going to tell me all about this San Bernardino I'm couple. going to after you're done. Okay. We can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, many other places, I'm sure. If we're not there, ask them to put us there. 
or ask us to put us there, whatever the case may be, and we will. But it has to have a way to pick it up off an RSS feed because I'm not going to manually go and upload it over there. We also have a Facebook page and a Twitter page. If you're a Twitter person, go to the Twitter account. Just do a search for Uncooperative Radio. Please do because, again, I want to get numbers built up there. They canceled my old account and... I think last time I checked, I'm only up to about 40 followers over there, which is really pathetic. So if you're on Twitter, please get over there and uh, join. If you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. You can see my post. I can't see yours. I'm in Facebook jail. It doesn't look like I'm ever getting out. But please keep going over there, getting other people to go over there, join, like the page, all that stuff. Because if we get enough people on the page, I think we'll be able to get it reinstated. But... If there's only a few people on it, they don't care. So, again, help me out of Facebook jail and go over to my Facebook page. If you want my personal account, my Facebook account is BrianBonner90, and my Twitter account is at BrianBonner. We are rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com, which is a 24-7 conservative talk radio station. Streaming many, most of the shows now are live streaming. Uh, and there are two different studios. There's Prime and Encore. We're on Encore. Want to listen to us over there? We're on Encore, Saturday and Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss it, you want to pick up the show on Wednesday, there's another rebroadcast of one of the shows on Wednesday. You can go check out the schedule over at redstatetalkradio.com and check that out. While you're there, check out the free newsletter. Please subscribe to it. Check it out. See if you like it. It's a really nice. It's a really good newsletter. I think you will like it. If you don't unsubscribe, we don't keep track of that. We don't. We nothing bad will happen. Also, you can listen to our show through redstatetalkradio.com on TuneIn. TalkStream Live, and the Roku. And don't forget, Red State Talk Radio also has apps for you to, for you to listen to over there. Uh, don't ask me where they are. They're in the sidebar somewhere. Another thing I really need to talk to them about. Also, if you get a web page, you want to put up a player. I have players over at Spreaker on cooperativeradio.com. You can put on your web page, support the support the show if you want to support red state talk radio they have players now they have they have ways for you to embed players on your site thanks to me you're welcome any site that puts up the red state talk radio player will be reciprocated by red state talk radio in other words you're, you'll you'll be mentioned you'll be advertised you'll be you you'll get something in return I can't promise the same because I don't know how I'll know if you put it up on your page unless you tell me. Uh, and uh, I'd certainly, if you wanted to, if you do that, you said, you tell me, you tell me you do that. As we put a link up, I'll put a blog roll up for all the people that put up players on the web page, and I'll even mention you online, on air. Okay, that's the biggest spiel. Okay. The couple in San Bernardino, he was an American, but he was an American Muslim, and she was from Saudi Arabia. But she, he married her and made her a citizen. Right. They were both U.S. citizens. 
Same with the Florida guy. I know. I told you that. Well, I looked it up. Oh, good. You tell me. You tell me you're up. afraid to look it up, but the minute the minute you want to prove no, me no, wrong, no. you could suddenly look it up. No, yesterday the when we did the last show, you said don't worry about it. Just go look stuff up, and I have been. I was afraid before. You told me not to. be You were afraid. still afraid after I said that. But, but I did you it, didn't. And I did it <laughs> anyway. I don't trust the internet. I don't think the internet trusts you, trusts you either. So don't worry about it. Am I going to continue with this? No, you can. We know this is horrible. I don't need any more. This is all just disgusting. And I'm sick of the Christian groups helping them. Okay. Why? While they're slaughtering Christians in the countries they're coming oh, from. Oh, but these are the good Muslims. There's no such thing. I know, I know but they don't. The Christians believe everybody has good in them. Not when you worship Lucifer. Doesn't work that way. Which goes contrary to their beliefs. If they're Christians, they believe in good and evil. They know there's a devil. I don't get it. They don't teach it the way you were brought up. No, many of the churches teach nothing but Jesus taught us to love everybody. So we must love everybody. The answer to every problem is love. Just walk around going, I bring you love and light. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Burns. I'm not Mr. Burns. <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? I don't know what you're doing. Back and forth. Well, because this page thing here screws up the scrolling and it jumps. Ah. Every time it hits the bottom of a page. And the only thing I do is put it in print form. But then the words go from edge of screen to edge of screen. And it, it's too much it's too much reading to read from that length back and forth. It's harder. Mm-hmm. This is the right size. Anyway, from USA Today, the Islamic State is calling for the slaughter of U.S. voters on Election Day and demanding Muslims not participate in the Democrat process, according to a U.S.-based terrorist monitoring group. Ritz Katz, director of the Site Intelligence Group, said Saturday on Twitter that the threats appear in an essay carried by the Islamic State's Al-Hayat Media Center that declares militants have to come have come to slaughter you and smash your ballot boxes. Boy, you're behind the times. You got to smash the electronic machines. Well, at least in most days. May Allah make this year's U.S. presidential election a dreadful calamity like no other. It just works into the earlier article on prepping. They're all prepping for what's going to happen before and after and around this election. If this might happen, prepare for that too. Muslims going crazy. I know how to prepare for that here. Be armed. Stand outside. Be, really, I would have I would have volunteers stand outside, armed, outside the ballot, not inside the ballot, because you know you can't have people with guns inside the ballot box. I don't know why. Anyway, but just to just to give up on that, I don't want to cause you too much trouble. But how about volunteers standing outside wearing sidearms? I don't think the fuzzy muzzies are brave enough to do anything if there's a bunch of especially white guys standing outside with, with firearms. 
But if they are, well, yeah, you've got firearms. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I guess prep a little bit. A calamity like no other to have struck America throughout its pathetic history. Actually, our history is fantastic. It's just our current state that's pathetic. Doofus. The seven-page manifesto entitled The Murtad Vote read, Murtad is an apostate who turns his back on Islam. The essay, which uses lengthy religious arguments in an effort to justify such attacks, <clears throat> excuse me, also declares there is no difference between the Republican and Democrat parties and their policies against Islam and Muslims. There's no difference between the Republican and Democrat party at all. They're Republicrats. They're one party. You say you're too stupid to even catch on to that. Muslims are idiots. That's why they're Muslims. Katz posted excerpts on Twitter saying the Islamic State, also known as ISIS, and it is not known as ISIL to anybody but the administration, was inciting attacks on election day in an attempt to disrupt the election process and gain media attention. The full essay in English includes photograph of Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump, Democrat vice presidential nominee Tim Kaine, as well as a photo of Kazir Khan, the father of a Muslim U.S. soldier killed in combat, holding a copy of the U.S. Constitution during his dramatic speech at the Democrat National Convention. It wasn't dramatic, and he's an idiot. He's a piece of crap yep. Muslim, and he was holding the Constitution the same way Robert Byrd did. Pulls it out, a little pocket Constitution out of his jacket pocket, and holds it up while he's talking to make it seem like he cares at all about what's in that hey, document. He's never even read it. No, and neither did Bert. Bert read it out loud. He didn't, still didn't even know what it meant, and neither did nobody else. So He won so many arguments based on his twisting of the Constitution. Not He didn't revere the Constitution. He hated the Constitution. He, he destroyed it at every, every turn. But yeah, he held it up just like Khan when he spoke. Like, uh... This makes me right. <clears throat> no, it just means you're holding up a book that you know nothing about what's inside of. You know, it's really telling that in this essay... Kazir Khan, fight me, there... you piece of crap. I don't care about... I don't care. Your son may deserve honors, but you do not. You're a Muslim. And obviously your son didn't share your values or your religion or else... Maybe give it enough time, he would have turned on his own soldiers. Again, maybe, I don't know. I don't know the man. But we have to assume, based on all the other Muslim soldiers that turned on the other soldiers, that there was a good chance he would turn on the other soldiers. But he, he died for his other soldiers, which is heroic and wonderful and great. But my question is, if he didn't die, would he have been a hero, or would he have turned on his fellow soldiers and killed them? We'll never know. Based on his father, I would say yes. But some children do far fall from the tree and they run away from the tree. So we don't know. You know, again, why but we... it doesn't matter. The man that spoke at the Democrat convention was a piece of crap. Period. Notice there's no pictures of Killary because ISIS loves Killary. It's either because she's a woman, they don't 
they don't pay any. They won't give her any res, res, any kind of recognition whatsoever, or it's because they love her. She's a fuzzy she Muslim did, lover. She did create the Muslim Spring. Yes, she did. And I, I, ISIS must be so grateful. How was that Arab Spring? Isn't it? Isn't it great? I just love it. And she claims no responsibility for ISIS. It was her policies in, with Obama in the State Department that caused all of this. And please, if you want me to sign a petition for anything to do with the Constitution, do not keep saying that the president went to war without Congress declaring war. And that's an impeachable offense. Because it is not, he does not require the Congress to make war. He is always the commander-in-chief. Always. Not only when Congress declares war. Always. They're supposed to rein him in by two process. Cut the purse or impeach him. They choose to do neither. They're cowards. That's what everyone thinks. No, they're working together. There's no opposition because they're working together. You know, as a matter of fact... (laughs) That's the only action this criminal in the White House, Dufasai, has taken that is not an impeachable offense. Everything else he's done is. Making war and collecting taxes is constitutional. That's the only thing they do that's constitutional. Absolutely everything else he does and has oh, done no, no, is no, impeachable. No, wrong. The whole government. Not just him. Everything else the whole government does is unconstitutional. And an impeachable offense for the whole of Congress. What do you think of that? Well, we get enough people to understand this stuff. We can have citizen courts and we can we can then remove them from office ourselves. We don't need anybody else. Again, all the power came from us. We still have it. We just don't know how to use it. See, this was never supposed to happen. It was never supposed to get this bad. They couldn't imagine we'd sit back and let all that be taken away from us without a peep of a fight. Half the time thanking the government for doing it. Katz posted excerpts on Twitter saying the Islamic State, also known as blah, 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 was inciting attacks and attempt to drop. I did that already. Uh, regarding possible vote-related threats, federal authorities are reviewing information about Al-Qaeda's potential interest in conducting attacks in the U.S. Does Al-Qaeda actually even exist anymore? They're terrorists. Why? why they have no affiliation. They, they have no need to affiliate with anybody. Why, why are they still talking about Al-Qaeda? I haven't seen Al-Qaeda claim anything in a very long time. We have different players now, and it's not Al-Qaeda. This, again, they're terrorist cells. They work independently of each other. They don't make master plans. That's what's so dangerous. That's why it's so hard to catch them, because they all work independent. So you may catch a cell here, a cell there. There's five other cells still going to do something. We don't know how many are here. With this idiot and his policies, we have no idea. How many Muslims in this country are here to blow us up? 
And I will say again, there's no such thing as a good Muslim. So the minute the bad Muslims convince them they have the upper hand and we can take them throughout history, they will rise up. That's what history teaches us. So let's keep bringing them here. So they have the opportunity to rise up and kill us when the time's right. Again, if you refuse to learn the lessons of history, you're doomed to repeat them. Meaning the mistakes. Regarding possible voter threats, blah, 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 Al-Qaeda, potential interest, blah, on U.S. Eve of Tuesday's elections, blah, several federal and state law enforcement, blah, the credibility of the threat, which identified New York, Virginia, and Texas as locations, has not been established when official who was not authorized to comment publicly told USA Today. Well, New York and Virginia are almost guaranteeing to go to Hitlery. Just so you know. Texas is a battleground state now. Why? Because of all the refugees, Central American people they've put in there, legal, other illegal aliens. They've been hammering certain blue states that they've been saying they want to turn, uh, red states they want to turn blue. Texas was one of them for years now. That tr- And we said, oh, look, they tried and failed with that stupid woman that was down there. They, they never stop. No, there's other ways. By making sure you put a bunch of welfare people in Texas that are going to vote Democrat, because they always do, they can turn the election. Why do you think all these states that were red are now purple? Because of these efforts to change them through demographics, which the president's still doing right this second. It's a big conspiracy to take your country, your rights, your liberties away from you. The little few, these few crumbs we have left, they want it all. They want us totally subservient and relying on the government. And They're getting their way. They are winning. We are losing. Oh, you said us versus them. That's a, oh, if I have to hear a 60s thing again about us versus them being a bad thing. It's just separating us. No, it's not separating us. Uh, When I say us versus them, it means we the people versus the government. Which is where we are today. We are stuck in a confrontation with our own government. And we're trying to beat it by playing its game and wondering why we're losing. The voting game isn't going to work anymore. Again, we have to take the states back. We have to be have the power of the state to tell the national government, you will not do this. And that's the end of the discussion. That's the only thing that's going to work. And that ain't going to work easy, but it'll work. And if you think just everybody willy-nilly rise up and have a bloody revolution, that's going to be better than fighting to take back your own states, you're an idiot. Because first of all, what are you going to do if you win? Your state government's still there in charge of you. You didn't fix it. Big deal. Half the country was slaughtered in a civil war. Now what? Go back to the same governments that took all our liberties away to begin with? You didn't take back your local and state government. They're still in charge of you. 
You're not in charge of them. Fix it. Beyond the general elections, there's no specific information on the possible form or targets of the attacks. The counterterrorism and homeland security communities remain vigilant and well-postured to defend against attacks here in the United States. They haven't stopped one attack. The FBI attack. said it, they, st- they stopped a lot, actually. No, they really have stopped a lot, but you know, they, they, the mantra is right, and it only takes one success. You can have a hundred, the government could capture a hundred of these things. That doesn't mean there's not 50 more of them waiting to go off. Again, the government can't be any everywhere at all times. Who's everywhere at all times, Susan? We the people. We the people. That's why we the people should should be carrying weapons, should be studying up on Islam, on the threats, on what's going on with the illegal aliens, all this stuff. You have to keep informed. You have to know what's going on. You have to be willing to stand up and fight. Because the fight is already here. And it's only going to get worse, not better. So get to fighting. We hate daylight savings time. We already said that. From the Christian Science Monitor. Of Benjamin Franklin's brain children, daylight saving time is probably the least loved. The founding father was one of the first proponents of setting back and turning forward one's clocks, advocating the notion in 1784 essay, though it wasn't adopted in the United States for well over another century. But as a growing body of studies has undercut the notion that the practice is economical or wise, legislatures in more than a dozen states have contemplated changes to daylight savings time, whether it's abolishing it or just staying on it year-round. That would be abolishing it, because you'd be staying at the same time year-round. Whether that's the DST time or or the standard time, I mean, it doesn't matter. It might seem like a minimal issue, but the data are very clear that there are very noticeable impacts just from a one-hour change, says Christopher Barnes, an associate professor of management at the University of Washington's Foster School of Business and a proponent of eliminating the daylight savings time. I've been a proponent of it for decades. Why do you keep messing with my body clock? I just get used to waking up one time and I get now I got to change my clock all over again. You know that's very that's not healthy for you. In the spring when clocks get turned forward, Dr. Barnes tells the Christian Science Monitor people do sleep less. Researchers have linked that loss sleep to spikes in driving and workplace accidents with fatal car crashes jumping about 6% over the six days following the change, as well as decreased productivity and moral awareness about important issues. Some state legislators, well, see, that's why they like it. See, we, we get rid of moral awareness. Some state legislators have taken the research to heart, and Alaska lawmakers have proposed shifting the whole state, which runs on two different time zones, onto Pacific Standard Time and ending the practice of changing the clocks twice a year. And I've got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.